Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Are you still cutting your own grass? Are you still trying to get your landscaping to look perfect on your own? That sounds sweaty. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like a job for Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Family-owned and operated Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services, located on Kern Street in Exeter near Blue Ribbon Dairy, has the quality and experience to get your yard looking its best. The Garden Center offers plants, trees, sod, mulch, rocks, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, and much more while the Lawn and Landscaping Services offers mowing, trimming, planting, and full landscaping. Visit them on their social media pages for more info. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Ned. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Ned Rustin from Title Fight and uh, more recently Glitterer. It's hard to say, Glitterer. Yeah, I've gotten that a lot. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't help that I mumble. So it's like put a, a mumbling man and put that word in his mouth and it's like, forget it. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. I, when I introduce this live, I, I, I condense it to like one syllable you know yeah but it's just uh glitter glitter <laughs> yeah well dude i can't thank you enough for doing this um this is a, a milestone for me this is episode 100 of the popco project podcast um so they say that um you don't really have a podcast until you hit 100 episodes i don't know who they are but that's what i've heard and so here we are well, congrats. <laughs> I guess, you know, there's every, any uh, Joe Schmo like myself can have a, have a podcast and there's millions of them out there, but a lot of them, you know, start up and maybe do a few episodes and they kind of burn out. But uh, I guess that's why they say, it. I don't know. I don't know who they are, like I said, but uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you for being part of the milestone for me. And uh, hopefully we'll have a, a good time tonight. Yeah, of course. So, so yeah, I, you know, it's funny, like, um, you know, I mentioned you were, or, or I guess you, I can kind of say you are, uh, a part of title fight because there has not been a, I guess a definitive, like we're done or whatever, you, you know, you didn't leave the band per se, but I've been a part of like your band life in title fight. And then obviously glitterer, um, in my life in media and the weekender days, I mean, the, the title fight was in the, the weekend, I don't know how many times and. Um, but I, I never really had a chance to talk to you or learn more about the band. I mean, I, I was never on the, uh, editorial side, so to speak of the, uh, the weekender. And I didn't get to read everything that we printed and, um, title fight was definitely not something that I uh, read a lot about. Um, but what a band, um, you know, in our area, Northeastern Pennsylvania, that really kind of took off and. I don't want to say underground because you were much bigger than that, but like, what are your thoughts on all that? Um, I mean, I think of us as an underground band. Um, <laughs> I, I think of myself as being involved in the underground scene. Um, and that's kind of what I care about and what we as a band care about. So um, I think for, I mean, I can only speak for myself here, but my feelings about the band and about our reception are, you know, are warm, fuzzy ones. Um, it, it, uh, you know, all the stuff that we did really means a lot to me. Um, and I'm perfectly content with everything that we were able to do and everything. Um, and I think for me, the biggest thing is kind of like going back to the idea of being underground. Um, 
I think for us, it was about doing the band in the way that we wanted to do it. Um, supporting like-minded people, supporting um, ideas and I don't know, just things that were not necessarily uh, mainstream. Um, and, you know, I think like that's that's how I feel about it looking back right now um as I've gotten older like those things have become more and more important to me as I've gotten older um the the actual like seeing that gives a place for ideas and things to grow and bands and people and and all these things and to be a part of that in the local community and to have that expand to a larger community um you know across the country as we traveled throughout the world it, it was it was very important to us but at the same time we were most focused on uh being in control of that like maintaining that community um kind of just rather than establishing ourselves and finding somewhere else to go kind of expanding the local community that we built to kind of like bring everybody involved into it to make everybody feel like if they were to see title fight, if they were to listen to title fight, that they too could be from Kingston, you know, like that, that's kind of how it felt like we were approaching it. Yeah. I think you guys nailed it. I mean, you have such a rabid fan base and such a, uh, I, I, I give, give a shout out to Kate Kishbaugh. Um, who I of work course, with. Kate. Yeah. She helped me set this up. So thank you, Kate. But uh, we were talking today and I was like, you know, I really, I feel like, I'm going to get exposed talking to you. Cause I wasn't like, I was never part of that, that like scene, that, that life and that, that community. Um, I was always part of the, the, um, the band scene and things like that. I just wasn't part of that, like punk and hardcore uh, pocket, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you, you guys definitely like, you know, everyone that was a fan of yours felt like almost like they were a part of the band to a degree. Yeah, I mean, that's like an interesting phenomenon of like the weird part of fandom that is ownership. Um, And and you see like that kind of presents itself in people being upset that a band will make a different sounding record. And and, I mean, Title Fight encountered that every time we made a record of people being like, why can't you make the record you made last time? Why can't you do this? And like, that's a curious thing to kind of encounter. it's like, I don't know. It's not fair. It's it's annoying sometimes, but at the same <laughs> time, it's like, I've done the same thing to bands. Yeah. You know, and it's, I, I think the thing is about Title Fight, though, is um, a lot of the lyrical content was vulnerable. Um, and I think that presented itself in the live show as well. And just like the way that the, the entire, I don't want to say aesthetic of the band, but the entire, like, I don't know. The way the, the band operated was very much like, this is how I'm feeling. And if you feel the same way, you can like uh, join us, you know? Right. Um, and I think that resonated with people. And I think that was, um, I don't know. I, I think that had a lot to do with the, the fact that people cared and yeah. people continue to care. Um, and it's, 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 uh, I don't know. There's a lot to it, and I think there's like there's interesting things that you've already touched on, like the fact that you say you weren't involved in the hardcore punk scene, and and the fact that I think you know, in in my mind, it's like that that's kind of the only thing that I know. But when I look at Title Fight, it's like yeah, we uh, you know like that's where we came from, but I don't necessarily think that. At um, I don't know there's like a singular kind of a genre or like aesthetic that we fit into or belong to. And so I think that allowed a lot of people like also saying that I will acknowledge, like to me, hardcore is uh, an ideology and I subscribe to it. And therefore I think title fight is a hardcore band, Mm -hmm. but because it's an ideology, like there is no, in my opinion, like, kind of boundaries between things be it sonic or um i don't know anything so it's like 
if you have that definition of something, there's like really no reason for it to fit into any singular scene. And so like we play and, and we are, I don't know, allowed to do kind of whatever we want then. Um, if you kind of like remove that uh, the nonsense barrier. And so I think that like resonated with people as well. And I think people felt a part of it, whether they were, you know, a diehard like punk or whether they were a kid who listened to indie music or just sort of like any kind of electric guitar music or something. It's like, we, we, I don't know, none of that was like important to us other than like, we liked it. And I think the, the ideas behind it were super important and we try to put that forward in the band. And it's like all those things kind of intersected in a really weird point. And that's kind of like where we existed in, or it's kind of, I don't know, as I, I like, I talk about it now and I get like very theoretical and, and whatever, because it's like, I don't, I don't know. At the time, it was just natural. It's just what we did. And now looking back, I don't know how to make sense of it entirely. And the way that I do try and make sense of it is like I'm connecting random dots. Yeah. But it's like I, I do feel like, you know, I feel strongly. I just feel also confused. Right. And so and I think that's also like similar to how to, I felt when I was a kid. Yeah. Um and I feel like those things about multiple parts of the band and, and all these things. So it's like, it's, yeah, all these things kind of coexist at one moment. And I think that's normal. Um, and we were upfront about that. And I think people were able to latch onto that. Yeah. And I don't want to talk too much about title fight um, because, you know, you've kind of moved on from that maybe in, in a way, but um, you mentioned people still care a lot about that band. And that was proven, I think it was last year when there was rumor, not even rumor, it was, it was said that there was going to be a billboard placed over the mural uh, in Wilkesbury. Mm-hmm. And people were losing their minds. Like, yeah, that is a part of their life. It's a part of the city. It's a part of like the, the hardcore scene here in Wilkesbury. Like, I mean, the band at that point, I don't know how, how many years it was between the, the last you know record or when you guys kind of took, took a break or whatever. But, I mean, people were up in arms. I mean, like, people still care about that band and that music to, to this day. In fact, Kate was saying that, like, she went to our boss um, and said, hey, this is going to happen. Like, if this happens, can we just buy the space on the billboard and then just not put anything up so that the mural still remains uh visible my boss was like yeah that that's we'll do that but uh i don't know whatever happened to that Uh, actually i actually used to work with the gentleman uh rob barletta he uh when i worked in in radio at uh, time shamrock he started his own uh, outdoor media company which you know congrats to him um and obviously it was no um there was no ill will in his mind i don't think he probably had any idea what he was doing i don't know what ever happened with that but um, yeah, you mentioned before that you know people still care about you know what you guys did, and I mean that's proof right there. Yeah, uh, the billboard incident was uh, that was interesting. That like that that totally got out of hand really quick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, honestly, I I at at the the start of that whole thing, I I really wasn't concerned about saving the mural, um, and it's just like the the way that i think about things is that everything is temporary in a sense um and so it's like we put up the mural with the intent of having it stay up for a long time but knowing that it's a part of a building that belongs uh on a block in a city that is you know the not too excited about supporting the things that we did um and the scene that we come from and the, the people that you know support that scene and whatever and so it was like we knew for well that it was like possible that it was going to get covered up or painted over or the or building down. would get town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, these things are all possible and it happened. It's like, I guess the time came and it was sooner than I thought. And then when the billboard thing happened and, um, and we had to deal with that and there was like kind of the, the push, but, um, from like people on the internet and, you know, p- people traveling to the billboard and like the news covering and stuff that kind of all like made it like a little bit of a bigger deal. And then we, we as a band actually had the opportunity to speak to 
a couple like city council people and the mayor of Wilkes-Barre, which is crazy, and Rob Barletta, and um, there was like a couple other community people involved. Um, and when that happened, then it was like, yeah, I would like to advocate to save the billboard, um, or excuse me, to, to, to save the mural, to not have the billboard. Um, and so we spoke to the mayor and, and we kind of like made our case, which is essentially like, uh, if you're asking us if you can like put a billboard over the mural, like it's not really our decision. We don't know the building. We just put up the mural. Um, but if you are trying to like make people not upset, the only way you can make people not upset is to not put up the mural. And uh, Rob Barletta was saying something about how like if he doesn't put up something, then somebody else will put it up later. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But you're asking me if people are going to be mad at you. And yeah, people are going to be mad at you. And, uh, you know, it, that was like a, a really crazy scenario. Um, it was weird to like, I, I don't care about the mayor of Wilkes-Barre. You know, not that I think he's a bad guy, but it's like, I don't think about him in my daily life. And to like come face to face with him and him like acknowledge that we were a band and uh, the city council saying that like, the local music scene is like the most important export from Wilkes-Barre. Like that was a, a pretty like weird thing to experience. Um, and uh, it ended up that the mural was saved and it was like kind of a happy ending in that way. And they still put up the billboard. I think it, it doesn't look good. Um, I think the, <laughs> the, the billboard is like really unsightly, but uh, again, like it's like telling of, the area it's tell it's like it's another part of the story maybe one day it'll come down that's not really for us to say but it's uh yeah it, it like people cared and if people want to save it then like i will i will do the people's bidding you know like i'm i'm uh i'm happy to do that it's uh it's it was it, it, it was like it was a thing that i came full circle on it was at first i was like I guess it's going to go. And then it was like, okay, we should probably do something. And it, it was like, it, it, uh, it felt nice to, to have the support of all those people. It's so wild. It's so cool. I mean, I guess I, I remember seeing the, uh, the album cover, um, that that's from, and, and yeah, it just, um, that was actually the first title flight album I ever bought. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just neat. It's, it's kind of just neat to see like how meaningful, um, you know, music is in people's lives. And uh, it's just great to see. Yeah. But, um, you know, so with that being said, I mean, you know, how, what was it like? You know, I, I keep, I keep saying that, you know, title fight is not no longer. And if you can correct me whenever I misspeak, um, I'm just not, maybe I'm just ignorant to it. Um, but I mean, how was it like moving on from that and starting your own thing in glitter? Um, it's, I think, as you'd expect it to be, um, nerve wracking and anxiety inducing and, and like existential crisis causing, but at the same time, it's like, um, it, title fight status is nothing. Um, like there is no news and we make no statements on it because it's like, it's, it's just as it seems, um, essentially. And so, because title fight had no plans and title fight had nothing going on. Um, it was kind of like time to do something else. Um, and I had already been in school at that point. I had moved to New York um, and I was trying to kind of figure out what I was doing. And I, I don't want to say I conceptualized glitter. Like it was some like big idea, but it's like, I started to write songs that became the glitter songs in like 2017 and started working on it. And it was just like, I did, I, I like, I, I want to play music. This is what I enjoy doing. It doesn't matter what the capacity is. It doesn't matter if it's like, uh, you know, playing to a lot of people on tour across the world, or if it's just like, I'm doing it in my bedroom by myself. Like it's just what I enjoy to do. So started writing these songs because I wanted to. And then it kind of like, it turned into a thing that's like, okay, I guess like I'll play and I guess I'll release 
like a you know recording and I guess I'll do like kind of the traditional thing that you do when you start a band but then it was like the the format of the band was non-traditional the format was just myself for a couple of years um and it was like awkward to figure that out because it was such a it, it, I think it was like intentionally removed from the the setup of of a traditional band because that's all I've ever done and I wanted to try something different but it was also like this is what I can manage right now. I was going to school full time. I was working. I was, you know, just involved in normal life stuff. And I was like, this is what I can manage to do um, on my own. And so I started doing that and as it evolved and like started to play more shows. It started to like, I don't know, become more and more of a quote unquote real band. It was like, uh, it, you do have to kind of, um, uh, come to terms with like certain aspects of of uh expectations or of uh i don't know people's feelings about you in relation to other parts of your life and that's like i i really don't care i do not care what people think i do not care what people say or like you know that being said I'm a human. My feelings like do get hurt sometimes. Sure. And it's like, you have to deal with that. It's like people have this idea of what I am or what I should be or what I should be doing in comparison to the person that I was when I was 18 or 23 or 25. Um, and yeah, it's like doing glitter as it got more real was like answering to a lot of those a lot of a lot of people's expectations and the thing is like i didn't want to answer to it and i don't want to answer to it so i just don't answer the answer is like the music the answer are the shows like and so it's like yeah it's uh learning how to navigate that while also just trying to be like um i just want to play music is like it's it's a weird new old challenge you know it's like it's the same thing i've been doing since i was a teenager but it's a new context. And so just figure it out as I go. Right. You said you went to, you were going back to school and working. Uh, what'd you go to school for? I went to school for creative writing. Okay. Did you finish? I did. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I did. I, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I, I started uh, college right out of high school, dropped out after one semester started um back at community college in i don't know probably like 2012 2013 got my associates while on tour and then i went back to school full-time in new york in 2016 and i had whatever like 60 70 credits and they didn't count any of them of course course. uh, because they're they were all online so I started over and I did school again in three years or something, just starting from scratch. Wow. Wow. I asked if you finished because I didn't know if the, the music kind of pulled you, pulled you back into, you know, yeah. that. Um, no, I mean, I only had like a year or so left of school when I started Glitter. But also while I was in school, I was still doing title fight stuff. Um I like I flew to England to play a festival over there during like right before the last week of my like final exams in 2017 or something. So it's like I I was actively playing music, but it was just like on the side, you know, it's like I was a full time student and I was like intent on finishing. Um, It's, you know. It was a lot easier to finish as a starting at 25 than it was starting at 19. And so I was like, I actually want to be here and I'm like spending money. So I should, <laughs> I should really try and like get this done. You respect the idea of it then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, the college, I, I just saw the, uh, the Biden just uh, was, was forgiving X amount of, I'm not sure mm-hmm. the specifics yet, but yeah, I think that college is like, it's not for everyone. Um, I think it's very important as far as, you know, knowledge and learning and education, but they don't make it easy for anybody, you know, as far as the debt you put yourself in and, and things yeah. like that. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think it's a necessary evil. I think it's, um, 
it's a great thing, mm-hmm. but it's like, it, it, it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, it's not for everybody and it, it's not indicative of people's talents or their worth, obviously. Right. And so it's like, if you don't need to, I don't know if you don't need those skills, then you don't need to do it. Yeah. Or if it's not appealing to you or it's not like something that's interest to you. But I think it goes a lot to what you just said. I mean, you know, you, you treated it differently at 25 than you did at 18, 19. And I think that, you know, for someone to be forced to say, you know, figure out the rest of your life as an 18 year old is foolish, you know, yeah. as a 25 as year old who has had some experiences and traveled and has seen the world and, um, you know, all these different types of things. Now you can go do that and, sit and be like, this is important to me. And, I understand why and, and how this can benefit me in the future. And yeah, I kind of have a better uh, idea of what I want to do. I feel like I'm just as foolish as that now as I was then. Like I studied creative, I studied creative writing. Sure. It's like, there are a few less marketable skills, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, have you been able to apply that in your life now? I mean, I guess technically I'm like, but I not like in a career sense. No, like I have a job doing quote unquote copywriting, but, uh, it's a, I work for my friends, you know, like I, I didn't need to go to, to college to get that job. But, um, to me, like the thing that I wanted out of college was reframing a way to think. Um, and to me, like that was really important. And that's what like, I was really excited about in college. And that's what I pursued, um, you know, reading different kind of things, hearing different ideas explained and like, and just working on whatever, like trying to adapt to a, a different perspective um, and open myself up to that. And, and in that regard, like, I'd like to think I was successful. Um, and like that, that was something that I was like really excited about. And I wasn't excited about that idea at all when I was 19. Right. It was just like, go to school so you could get a degree so you could get a job. And like the way that I feel about that now is like so completely different. Cause like, I don't, I don't know. It, it That's so uninteresting to me. Um, not that work or like people's like whatever need to, to pay their bills is uninteresting. I know. It's just the, yeah. It's just like the idea that you have to do something in order to like find some sort of fulfillment. Right while also paying your bills, it's like, I don't think that's like a real pursuit. I don't think that's, I don't know. It it seems like impossible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, and I don't know how old you are and I don't know uh, your upbringing, but I feel like my life and, you know, my generation, like we were told, like, go to school get good grades, get into a college, do well in college, get a job, buy a house, buy picket fence, blah, blah, blah. Like we were like groomed. That's how we were like raised. Like that's how life worked. And that's you, you weren't successful unless that's what you did. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't blame my parents or the parents of that generation by any means, but I mean, they were just looking out for, you know, our best interest, but was that the right way to go about it? Probably not. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, that's like a big question. One that I don't think I'm suited to answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, things have changed and they'll continue to change and the need for higher education will change inevitably. Um, that being said, I think the good things of college and education in general will always be there. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, some people are better at other things and have interest in other things. And that's like just as valid. Um well, yeah. I mean, like we're told, like, you know, you know, work with your, your mind and not your hands. And like, so like the trade, the whole trade, you know, uh, system was kind of like, oh, that's looked down upon almost like, don't, don't be a plumber. Don't be an electrician. Like that's like, don't do that. But like, <laughs> they are very important. Yeah. We need those people. There's a, there's not a surplus of those right now. There's a, a, a lack thereof. And I mean, people that are are in those industries are are naming the price right now there's there's 
there's they're few and far between. There's there's few that are good at what they do. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm just saying like you know there's there's not a lot. So it's like um, it just it's hard. But it's it's kind of foolish. I mean, I, I hope that people these days kind of really um, think about all the options and not just like oh I, I can't be a plumber that's looked down upon or I can't be this or that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's weird. But but now we're, I mean we're not going to solve the uh, education system tonight, so we can get back to glitterer. <laughs> I'm much more uh, capable of answering those questions. Yeah. Um, and how was that different, like musically, from you know your your time in title fight? Um, I don't know. I. In writing music, I don't think of it in those terms. I, I, I've never really, for anything that I've written, kind of sat down with some sort of musical agenda. And I will say the times that I like, I have that like we've kind of had like a, a band meeting before sitting down and, and writing. We've never done what we said we were going to do. Uh, it's just like I kind of believe in like following uh kind of like your subconscious in a way um and so musically it's definitely different partially because the instrumentation is different um but i think mainly it's different because i'm at a different point in my life um and so musically it's yeah it's it's um i don't want to say it's it's representative of who i am as a person in the current moment because I think everybody is is way more nuanced than just, you know, one singular thing, but it's a part of like that that is a representation of a part of me for sure. Um and so it's yeah, it's it's uh it's melodic, it involves keyboards and synths which I never used before with Title Fight really. Um even though Shane did play some synth on on hyperview um but yeah it's just like trying out these different things and and i stumbled up where i stumbled up uh you know i i stumbled where i stumbled upon and that's kind of like what glitter is i guess it's uh it's not that thought out it just kind of happens yeah okay that's fair it's it's just kind of like my big line of thinking is like it's a song should like follow its own logic to that conclusion, you know, like things kind of like make sense to a certain point. Um, and you just kind of got to like follow that line, you know, this note sounds right after that note, this chord sounds right after this chord, this word sounds good after that word. You put those pieces together and it's like a weird puzzle, like it'll fit. Right. And so you just kind of got to like, find the puzzle pieces and then put them together. And then like, that's what it is. Now I know you, you said you don't care, but when you started glitter, you know, what was the reception from the fans of title fight? Were they happy to see you, you know, still creating, still producing, still giving them new music or were they like, yeah, this isn't title fight. What the hell? Uh, both and some other things as well, you know, it's also, I think, an important thing to take into consideration is that the beginning of Glitter was literally just me on stage with a microphone and a computer for most of my time um, until I got like a real sampler. But it, it was like a completely different setup. Sure. And part of that was intentional because it was different than what I've done in the past. And also it was uncomfortable. It is like if you go to a show that bands are playing, you expect a band to have a drummer, a bassist, a guitarist or two, and a singer of some sort, you know, and like maybe something else. But like pretty standard, like that's what you're going for. And I'm going to shows playing with that kind of traditional setup, and I'm just standing up there by myself singing along to a computer. And it's super weird because it, it like, you know, it doesn't follow that normal trajectory, but also it's like, 
it's uncomfortable to watch a person sing just by themselves because like you're worried that they're going to mess up yeah. and you're worried that they're like going to make a fool of themselves and you kind of feel bad for them in a way. And maybe this is all a big projection, but like, that's kind of how I felt playing. Like it felt like people were like kind of looking like side to side while I was playing. Like, is this guy for real? Like is if he screws up, like he's going to make a fool of himself. And the thing is like, I screwed up many times and it's like, yeah, it's like awkward and uncomfortable because you have like no control over that situation. But the thing is like, it was intentional. Um, as much as I like, don't believe in the intent of the artist really mattering that much, but it was like, it, it was, it, it, it's like bringing attention to the lyrics, which are significant for a reason. Like I wrote them to have whatever meaning and I thought that that live setup, while also being like easy to do and confrontational, it also, I thought, reinforced the themes and the lyrics, which were very like solipsistic, solitary, kind of like existential crisis-y um, and trying to address uh, in some fashion the reason why I think the way like, I don't know, a lot of like current cultural stuff is the way it is. That is like incredibly selfish and incredibly self-centered and like oddly nihilistic. And I think the setup like uh, reinforced that idea. And so like, it was, I don't know, it was fun to do it because it was like weird in that way. And like, yeah, it like made people uncomfortable and people like, what is he doing? I want title fight back. And then some people like, yeah, like this is fine. But it was like, I don't know. It was like fun to play with that. I don't want to say fun. I don't like the word fun. It was like interesting to play with that idea and to like flip a lot of things on its head and to try something new. Um, even though like, I'm not the person to invent that style or that live setup, like there's so many people who've done it before me, but it's like, uh, it was new to me and that was what was important. Um, and since then I've returned to a traditional band format and now it's like kind of different, but it's like, uh, it's, uh, that was like, I don't know, a weird chapter of something like trying out and figuring it out and, and also like subverting people's expectations and and trying like just i don't know figure out what the band was now is i mean when you created glitterer did you have a vision that one day it would be more of a traditional band uh and i say that because like you know you named it what it is instead of like you know ned russin which would be like a you know true solo you know effort did you have a vision for what it is now um at the like the very beginning, no, I had no idea, but like probably around the time that like I got, uh, I don't want to say serious, but like around the time when I like started to write the first LP, yeah, I was like, I want to do a band because that was also when I started to record with like a full band's worth of instruments. The first two EPs were just a bass, a drum machine, which was just like program drums um like and a keyboard and vocals and that was it and then when we started doing lps then it was like okay there's drums there's guitars there's bass and keys like on top of it but it's like it's just like a band now you know um the 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 recording setup completely changed um and so around that time that's when i was like yeah i would like to like change the band into something. Um, and I was kind of like toying with the idea of constantly expanding and contracting the band and, and like changing it and showing up in different formats all the time. And like, sometimes it'll be like an eight piece band and sometimes it'll be like a three piece band and sometimes it'll be just me. And then started practicing with a group of people, started playing shows, started touring with a consistent group of people. And it's like, I, I don't want it to, cause even then, like, yeah, then it becomes like the, whatever, a solo project or like a, a thing. And it's like, I, I really 
don't like the idea of a solo project. I don't like the idea of like a, a project in general. I like the idea of a band. Like that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in the collaboration between people. I'm interested in, uh, I don't know, like essentially the age old aesthetic that I grew up loving of bass drums, guitar, maybe somebody else and a singer. Like it's like, that's what I like. And it's like having a taste of that. I was like, yeah, this is, this is what it is. Right. And it like, it just kind of transitioned into that of a consistent group of people, like consi- a band right? of more than just me. Finally, you know, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I have to admit, I, there was this time where um, there's a lot of changes going in the, the local scene. I feel like, a member from Tiger's Jaw left. You know, he started Wicca Phase, Springs Eternal, mm-hmm. and then you started this project or this this band. Um, and me being an outsider, so to speak, I confuse a lot of those together. So I've just recently got into Glitterer, um, and I like it a lot. I actually probably like it more than title fight for what that's worth thank you i appreciate that but as it was like a so i thought i thought glitterer was something completely different i think i thought glitterer was more of what wicca phase does the, this but the scene is so like intertwined i feel like you know you have you know i, I know you're doing a show with tiger's jaw coming up uh, beginning of september mm-hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit but um I feel like a lot of you guys are like good friends too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it kind of feels odd that like the scene that I grew up in is still very much um, active. Right. Um, And like the people that I knew when I was young for the most part are still like involved in, in a lot of ways. Um, A lot of people still playing in bands, a lot of bands, are still around. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I think, yeah, like, I don't know. And another thing that I like about the group of people that I grew up with is, is, um, I don't know, people's like willingness to change and, and try new things. And, you know, like Adam doing Wikiface at the time was like a really radical like thing to do. And it was like, I found that really inspiring um, and just like, I don't know, like a bunch of other people and just bands that came before us and bands that have yet to come, like all these things that still exist, like in Northeast PA, um, I don't know, feel good to me. Like yeah. it make me feel kind of like uh, at home and, and um, I don't know, a part of something. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I think it goes back to what I was talking about earlier about like it not being like a sonic thing. Cause there's a lot of bands from Wilkes Bear from past and present that don't sound alike. Um, but just the fact that people are still like interested in music and going to shows and doing bands is like, that's what I like. Uh, that's the, the community, you know? And, um, it's changing and like, yeah, there are, there are ways that I would like it to change and, but it's, it's not just up to me, you know, it's like, it is what it is. And I, I like it for that. You know, it's, it's kind of always how it's been. What ways would you want it to change? Um, I mean, just the way that I am now, like I, I, I would like an emphasis on, on certain things. I would like, uh, I would appreciate if people were, um, I don't know. I I don't want this to come off as, uh, as like preachy or upset or anything, but I, me personally, the things that I care about are like the independent nature of music, the countercultural aspect of music, the like anti-business part of music. Um, because, 
to me, it's like, it's important to like, yeah, like I think bands and people should be compensated fairly, but at the same time, it's, it's, uh, it's like a weird, complicated thing. I think that also like sometimes you do something not for the expectation of compensation, but you do it because it's important Mm -hmm. because you do it, you do it because it's, uh, I don't know, it has value beyond yourself. Um, and I think music is is like, to me, like it's powerful. Yeah. Music, like it's, it's, it should be more than just like, a paycheck. Um, and I think like the, the fake music business aspect of a lot of like underground music stuff is, is really kind of, uh, annoying. And honestly, sometimes even like angering. Um, and I, I don't like, I'm not saying this is about like, as if it's about Wooksbury in general again, but it's like, yeah, it's, I, I would like it to be, um, a place of like true counterculture sure. of like, um, yeah. Of like people just doing things because they want to, um, people taking care of one another, people putting emphasis on the community and the community at large of taking care of, you know, people who need to be taken care of, um, putting that emphasis, like an emphasis on, on, uh, you know, on care, of of the scene of your community of the city like those are things that i I like i feel passionate about now um but also like that's just how i'm gonna live my life and how i'm gonna do the things that i do and so it's like i i I don't need everybody to do the same thing as me but it it would be nice to see people uh i don't know trying to play music not because they want to make it, right. but just because they, uh, you know, love it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good segue. I mean, I'm going to talk about this show. It's unfortunate. Well, it's, it's a great thing. It's sold out. Um, it's unfortunate because we're going to talk about it, and if people hear about it for the first time, they can't they can't go. They can't buy tickets because it's sold out. But it's a show mm-hmm. that Kate put on, and you know, you mentioned doing things because it's important, and the um, the show is. Uh, uh, a planned parenthood benefit show September 3rd at the Cooperage in Honesdale, uh, tiger's jaw, wild red glass mask, um, the glom and sunrooms. And, um, I feel like anyone who's part of that show is, um, you know, part of it because, you know, it's important and the, the beneficiary is important. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of going to what you said. And, um, you know, how do you feel about that? You know, are you doing that show because it's it's important to you? Yeah. Um, I think like the way that Kate has done her Planned Parenthood shows for the last couple of years have been like really inspiring and really like something that I want to be a part of. And it's kind of exactly a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Um, it's yeah. Like this is not the first Planned Parenthood show that benefit show that Kate has booked, um, but it's, it's certainly turning out to be the biggest and it's um it's something that she does because it's important to her. Yeah. Um, and it's something that resonates with a lot of people because it's important to a lot of people, as it should be. Um sure. and so, you know, Kate goes out of her way to to get cool bands, to have the show at a cool venue, to get people to donate for raffles and stuff like that, and like to just put in a lot of work um because she wants to it because it's important to do that. And so she asked us to play and we were happy to do it because it's, um, it's a really, to me, it's a really important thing for the scene. It's a really important thing for like the local community. Um, and it's just like a really important thing for people. Um, and the little things that we can do to support other people by donating our time and energy and money, it, it may not feel like it, it adds up, but you know, when you put whatever five or six really good bands in a show, people will come out as, you know, as shown by the show that Kate booked, it sold out. 
Yeah. And so like doing all that, like it, it adds up and, and hopefully we'll be able to donate a lot of money and we'll continue to support the cause. We'll continue to support um, women's rights, uh, access to abortion, all these things that us as a band are very passionate about. And it seems like the scene is really passionate about it as well as I, I believe they are. And I, I, I hope they'll continue to be. And it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's something that it's like, we're just, I'm just simply excited for it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, and I'm, I'm always happy to, to, you know, to just be a part of Kate's shows. I think they're always cool. Kate's the best. She's a, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. She's a extremely caring and, um, I love her for that. It's a, it's a pleasure working with Kate, even though she gets mad at me sometimes. <laughs> She's listening to this. I, I like to say things um, that I don't mean when she's listening. Um, because I know she like gets upset. And it's like, Kate, you know that I'm, I'm only joking. So why are you getting upset? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, I love Kate. Kate's the best. My office mate. Yeah, she's great. I, I feel like I've asked you like, I don't want to say uncomfortable questions, just questions that like had maybe some heavy answers or, or, or you know, tied to, you know, things like um, abortions and, and women's rights and things like that. Not that they, I'm not saying they should be like hidden because like we should all bring that to the forefront, you know, but as far as like some lighter things in life and some, um, some fun tales and things like that. And I'll let you go after that. But um, what are you, what are some uh, fun uh, tour stories that you might have? Um, let me think. Fun tour stories. You gotta have something. I mean, you've been doing it for how long now? <laughs> yeah, that's that's like a tough question. To um, nothing like not one thing stands out. I mean, like the to me the the most fun parts about going on tour were just like, um, I don't know like meeting the, the people that we met and stuff, um, seeing the bands that we got to see. Um, I don't, there's like, cause also the, the things that I think about, uh, like first with touring are like the kind of like crazy things. Um, like the, 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 the tire flying off the van and stuff like that. Like I always think about that one first, but the thing is, um, I don't know. I th- okay, one of the most fun things we ever did on tour was um, we went to Hawaii. We did we strung together um, an Australian tour, New Zealand, Hawaii, and Japan. Um, and Hawaii, we played two shows I think with Trapped Under Ice, and we had like a week off there where we were just hanging out. Um, and there is this. Uh, it's like, I guess you could call it a hike, but there's like an old radio tower that um, you have to go like sneak into, like walk through like a cut fence and you go there at like three in the morning and you walk up thousands of stairs until you get to like the old radio control tower at the top of this hill and you get there at like five in the morning and then you wait for sunrise. You watch the sunrise from this like this little concrete hut on the top of this like gorgeous Hawaiian hillside. And then you walk down the stairs again. And so we did this, you know, one of the nights we were there and it was honestly like a really physically trying uh, hike. Cause it's just like, even though there are stairs and railings, it's just like straight up for like forever. It feels like. Um, and then, you know, like just, that was like, it, it was a beautiful um, just like, I don't know, nice experience that we had. And then kind of the punchline of this story is that shortly after that, that's when I started at community college at Luzerne County community college. And I went to, uh, I went to the office there for some sort of like scheduling thing. And uh, the, who, like whatever person I was speaking with, the advisor had a, uh, had a, a, a picture taped onto their computer monitor and it said uh 
life is hard. Sometimes you have to take the stairs or like something like that. And it was a picture of the hike that I had just done in Hawaii. Oh shit. And I was like, yeah, like this is, it's, it's serendipitous in a way, but it's also like the stuff that people have on their computer screens as like crazy, weird, I don't know, things that people do. Like but they'll never see I would, Maybe they'll yeah, never see it. I was able to do that through you did it, yeah. playing shows. Awesome. And that was like, I mean, it was also funny because it was at community college, which is like, I went from playing in Hawaii to like enrolling at community college, but I was still touring at that point. And it was just like, yeah, this is like, uh, I don't know. I, it, it like, it's humbling in a way. Cause like the stuff that we are able to do it in our early twenties because of music is the stuff that people taped on the side of their computers. Yeah. Um, and that was like, uh, but that hike, uh, they call it stairway to heaven. It was like, it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was, um, it, it was like a really, I don't know, great time with my friends. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying too, is like, you know, like you talk about this person at a community college with this on their desktop, maybe, and maybe, maybe they've, they, they've witnessed it. Maybe it's like a dream of theirs to go to or whatever it might be. But like, but going back to what we, we said earlier, like being forced into you know, school and, and, and forced down that path rather than kind of just like living life and experiencing things. And it sucks because like you need money to, to do all that to, to a degree. If you're, if you're not a touring band and things like that, and just like just saying like the, the youth, youth is wasted on the young or. Yeah. You know? And that's like, I never really thought about it until I got older. I'm like, wow. That's like so true. It's like, life's a funny game. <laughs> To an extent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it is. It's, I, I, I recognize like a lot of the, the, I, I recognize the good fortune that I had and continue to have, um, being able to travel, being able to play music, uh, something that I don't take lightly, but at the same time, it's, um, I do feel like all of these things are accessible to everybody in a certain way. Um, Traveling is maybe a, a hard example because it requires like money. But the thing is like the experiences that I had were not because of the place. They were because of like the people, right. um, you know, like being there with the band is like, is what I remember about it more than like it, it's. And I say this <clears throat> recognizing the privilege of having to been, uh, having been to like many beautiful places, but how I feel now is like, I'm happier that I got to spend that time with my friends than I, I am that I got to spend it traveling. Um, and so like, that's kind of like where I'm at now. Um, and it's, yeah, it's like, uh, everybody is capable of, of like, of, uh, it, it, it sounds corny to say, but it's like saying everybody is capable of everything because it's like, I don't mean that in terms of like uh, success or like, uh, starting a business or, uh, you know, like achieving their goals. Like, I'm not talking about that. It's like, everyone is capable of, of, uh, like finding good feelings is what I really mean, you know? And like, that to me is like an incredibly empowering thing. Um, and like the older I get, the more like, that's what I'm like searching for. Um, not through place and not through like idea, but through just like, uh, I don't know some sort of personal, like, uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. It's personal satisfaction or something. Yeah. Just moments. Like, you know, if it's not about, you know, the big houses and nice cars, it's just, it's about moments with people you care about. And I mean, that's, what's going to last a lifetime. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. So cool. yeah, and, uh, I guess I, I, I tend to like the, to, to go towards the big things, you know? Um, so part of the, the responsibility of the conversation going the direction that it did, it's, it's on me, you know, <laughs> I like to go to these places, but it's like, yeah, this is, this is how I feel because I think music is like an amazing thing. It's afforded yep. me opportunities, but the thing is, I don't think you need to be in a band touring the world to experience the same things. Um, that being said, if you want to be in a band and tour the world, you should do that. Absolutely. Also, like, don't let me, don't let me stop you from doing that as well. Um, right. 
And I think like that's also a very possible thing, more possible than a lot of people think. Yeah. Since you're from Northeastern Pennsylvania, favorite pizza? Angelo's. Angelo's. What's your order at Angelo's? Uh, I get uh, extra sweet sauce. Extra sweet, okay. And uh, vegan cheese. And I've been going back and forth between uh, thick and regular. Mm. There's a lot of great pizza here. That's for sure. Yeah. Angelo's. Now, I guess you would pick Angelo's over Jerry's. I'm still uh, like dedicated to Angelo's. Now, is it because of the sweet sauce? Like, I mean, you're from you're from Kingston, correct? I am, yeah. Which isn't far from Pizza Perfect. Correct. I mean, that's like that. I mean, I love sweet sauce pizza. I love Angelo's. I love Jerry's. I, I used to go to Nardozo's a lot in Annie Coke. Okay. Because I, I their sauce know. is really sweet. And I mean, the, the reason why I like Angelo's more than Jerry's and, and Richie's, partially like Angelo's is the oldest of, of the, the three Richie pizza joints. Okay. Um, so like the oven has the most like juice in it. <laughs> like that's like real, you know, like it, yeah. it had like, they made the most pizzas in it. So therefore it has like the most special sauce in the worn, oven. Worn in. Yeah. Yeah. I, and also I'm partial to their, their ratio of cheese to sauce. Okay. Um, and so there's like, there's something about it. And also like, that was the first one I really fell in love with as it like, cause all the pizza places before that were like places that my parents took me to or something, you know? Sure. Um, and so that was like when I had a car and I was like able to go new places and try new things. That's kind of like where we wound up. And so, yeah, I have like a big sentimental attachment to it, but I also still think it's the best. Okay. All right. I'm a big pizza. Perfect fan myself. You ever have two gals? I No. Where's that? Two gals is. I want to say it's in Wilkesbury. It might be like it's off of George Ave. I think it is. It's right by the Axelrod offices. Kind of like it's closer than it's not. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. It's on a road between the Woodlands and Axelrod. I think that's Laird Street in Wilkesbury. Uh huh. Or maybe seeing that. I might be fucking this all up, but. It's kind of like back in the, in Plains, Wilkes-Barre. Um, they have great pizza, also sweet sauce. Two gals. All right. I think they were, I think they've been affected by, you know, the pandemic, obviously, and, um, you know, rising food costs and ingredients and things like that. So, like, like they're open. Sometimes they're not. And it's been weird, but great pizza. Yeah, two two gals. Let's check it out. Check it out. Let me know. Now, are are you still around here, or are you, are you out of town now? I'm not. Cool. I'm I'm living in DC currently. I thought, I thought you were out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And did I hear a cat earlier? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I have a cat too. I don't know where uh, she is. I'm surprised she's not down here, like crawling across the screen here. Yeah. She gave up on me a little bit ago. She was trying to get my attention. Well, dude, I don't want to keep you. It's already been an hour. Um, I appreciate your time. Um, I, uh, I'm disappointed in myself that, you know, I didn't get into title fight sooner. I'm disappointed in myself that I was kind of confused of Wicca phase and glitterer and and I didn't get into glitterer sooner than uh, I have. Um, but it's all great music. Um, Thank you for being an important part of, you know, the scene here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I think, um, I think you've been more powerful than you realize, or maybe not because I mean, to have the mayor call you and things like that in the news and all that Rover mural has got to be, got to be wild. But I mean, I, I think you, I think you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure you appreciate everything that um, this area has provided and then supported and all that kind of stuff. So um, thank you for doing this for me, you know, um, being my guest on the 100th episode. 
I really do appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks, uh, uh, th- thanks for having me. Uh, any importance that I have, which is very little, belongs to the people. You're very, you're very humble, and that's that's you know, it's really cool to see someone that has the success that you've had. You know, stay grounded and and you know appreciate where they've come from and 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 all that kind of stuff. I know we talked about the um, show that people listening to this can't go to the sold out show in in uh, Holmesdale, but where can they catch Glitterer after that? Um, we are doing a UK tour in September, uh, as well as one show in Barcelona. That's September 10th to the 18th. Uh, and then in November, we are going on tour for three weeks with Tiger Shaw and Heart Attack Man, and that's stateside. Um, closest show to Wilkes Bear to that will be Philly or Baltimore. Nice. Um, so yeah, that uh, two more tours to close out the year, and then hopefully be announcing some more stuff for early next year in the coming weeks or months. Sweet, I'm gonna stay busy. Forward. I'm looking forward to like being on the, the, the cutting edge of that new stuff. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, the, be- there, there is a, a glitter newsletter that I would recommend people sign up for that. That's like the best place to find and where's all that? the, it's, uh, it's in the, the glitter link tree. Um, but I believe the address is tinyletter.com slash glitter. Cool. So that's, uh, that's a good place to stay up to date on all the shows. Very cool. Ned, thank you very much. That means a lot. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. See you.